0: Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, and 13th and 14th verse, and the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, and 27th verse. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. John fourteen twenty seven reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. If I were to name this meal that I'm going to serve, it would be Jesus the person and the gift of peace, the person and the gift. So, um, and you'll see why that is, I'm really excited about this. And we're really going to come from um, Luke 2, 13 through 14, as well as John 14 through 27. And so um, Luke 2, 13 through 14 talks about um, the the angels rejoicing in the birth of Christ. And then we're going to go with John when, um, John 14 through 27, when Jesus was leaving his disciples and what he left them with as well. So we're going to talk about the person of peace and the gift of peace. Amen? So the Advent season, what is the Advent season? We hear this all the time. The Advent season, um, and we'll go back into contextually what was kind of going on, but the Advent, it means in Latin, the coming. The coming of, um, so you're your, your waiting with great expectancy for a being, a person, or an event. And that's the Advent, so the coming of something. And so that's what we're celebrating right now as this season, as the season of Christmas approaches us. We're, we're celebrating the coming of a being and the coming of an event. Um, so it's a time for us to share um, in the Israelites during that time. There's some things that were going on. We'll talk about contextually. But it's a time for us to share in the longing that they shared for the longing of Messiah. And then also it's a time to share um, about, you know, sharing their excitement for his birth. But also it's a time to celebrate and for us right now to wait with great expectancy for the second return, for him coming back for us. So that's exciting. And that's what happened. We are excited. We are waiting are waiting for the coming of an event his second return now Mm -hmm. so that's what so of course we're talking about christmas here but it's the advent it's something so contextually we'll talk about if we in order for us to understand what was so exciting what they're waiting for we have to understand what was going on during that time and during that time um the israelites were um under roman rule and so it wasn't a good time for them um they were basically they they had turned away from god and they weren't walking in god's ways but they were under um Herod's rule, excuse me, and it wasn't a good thing. So they longed for a lot of things. in order to understand, excuse me, I'm over here burping at this thing. is catching all my burps too. Take that out, Brother Bird. Okay, don't put my burps in there. <laughs> um, but in order to understand the full revelation of the light that was to come, um, we have to understand the darkness in which Christ was born. So the darkness, again, the Israelites were in a dark place. They were under strict Roman rule. Herod was the king at the time, and he did not walk with God. The Israelites were longing for the Messiah that Isaiah spoke about in 9-6. They longed to be free and to have peace. So Isaiah 9-6, it reads, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So at that time, they were longing for this Prince of Peace. They were longing for um, what Isaiah spoke about, and it hadn't been revealed at that time. So, we live in a world right now, and they lived in a world, we live in a world with much to worry about. A um, hundred years ago, tragedy could strike across the nation, and we wouldn't know anything about it for a long time. But given social media and um, the advances and all the things that we have at our fingertips, we have the ability now to learn about tragedy um, at our fingertips. And so, it causes much worry, because now we're worried about what could happen to us. And so, we hear, we look at all the things going on around us with famine, um, with wars, with um, just... Um, violence and and discord, and so it, it could cause great worry. Um, so living in such a stressful world, we need a way to experience genuine joy and genuine peace. And Brother Nate spoke about the genuine joy. So we also need um, to talk about how to live in peace. One of the cool things we talk about the advent, um, we were we were focusing on um, love, joy, hope, and peace. And so if you're looking at those, those are actually the fruits of the spirit. It's some of the fruits of the Spirit. We haven't named them all, but those four are the fruits of the Spirit. And so um, it's it's exciting to know that um, the Advent season, obviously, it includes those things, but um, peace is a fruit of the Spirit, and we should seek peace not because our lives will be easier, but rather so our lives can glorify God. So when people ask us why we have such peace in troubled times, our reply as believers um, should point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, This is where we'll find our true peace. So if anybody knows me, um, I'm kind of, I'm a wordsmith. I love words. My sister-in-law says I chew on my words, like, oh, Lord, (laughs) Lord. And she says I chew my words, so I just over-enunciate. But I don't, so my mom, though, and just a little bit about my mom, I was raised by a single mom. She majored, got her degree in English and did all that. But one of the things in my house was that we had to use proper English. There was no Ebonics in my house, (laughs) if you will. Now, I know Ebonics. I can go there. However, if I would speak with my mom and I would say something, Um, a sentence or something, um, she may not answer me because she'd want me to say the the word, the whole sentence, right? She'd say, oh, say that again. I'm like, what did I say? So I have to think about, did I say something wrong? Did I say it out of context? But it it, it helped grow me, but I love words. And so even when I was um, in my current job, um, just preparing for that, my dad, um, before he passed away, but he was really, um, he was someone that knew everything about, or a little bit of something about everything. You can ask him about anything and he'd know, but he loved words. And so um, I listened to the podcast. I wasn't here last week, but I know Brother Nate spoke about the vicissitudes. <laughs> and so that's gonna go along with this. But the vicissitudes of life, um, we talked about that in the prayer crawl. And that's really the the ups and downs, the ebbs of flow, the ebbs and flows of life, um, the troubles, the things that get us down. And so um, because of that, I wanna, before we even talk about peace, I want to define peace. Um, Miriam Webster's definition of peace. So she gotta be right. I think Miriam, that sounds like a girl. I don't know. Miriam Webster's, I don't know. So um, peace defined in the dictionary is a state of tranquility, of quiet, such as freedom from civil disturbance or town disturbance. Um, another definition under there is freedom freedom from disquieting or unquiet, disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Um, also, harmony in personal relations. So um, a state of tranquility or quiet um, from civil disturbance. So we have peace when our neighborhoods are safe, when we're not getting our doors kicked in, when we have um, just, you know, we're not, we're not at war, um, life is just good and, and everything is, is good. We also have peace according to this um, when, from when we don't have oppressive thoughts or emotions, when, when we're not rattled um, at night tossing and turning by the vicissitudes of life, if you will. So the stressors, we don't have money in our account, um, I might lose my job, I might be homeless when I'm in college. Oh, that's going to keep me crying, but that, that right there, we still find peace, even when we're stirred up. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's terrible. Um, also, we have peace, according to this, um, with our personal relations. So when we are getting along with our spouse, when we're getting along with our friends, when we're getting along with our coworkers, That, in that, ter- according to Merriam-Webster, that means you have peace. So one of the things, when we think about that, <coughs> um, I did a little survey. A little survey. I asked people believers, non-believers, just people, um, what their definition of peace is. And so they said, and I'm just going to read through these really quick, peace is impeachment. So that's talking that's about, about number 45. When I say, what is peace to you, peace is impeachment. Um, peace is what's inside of us and being right with God. Peace is God providing an umbrella in the middle of the storm. The rain doesn't stop, but you don't get wet. Peace is the result of prayer, God's gift of peace, namely the secure confidence that God is sovereign and loving, Philippians 4.7. Someone else said, peace is what I have in my life, and it's from above. Someone else says, and uh, if anybody knows me, this happened to be my friend who said this, peace is when a friend makes plans to meet up and they don't cancel. And I don't be canceling, but apparently this person thinks I cancel, so. But they find peace when I don't cancel. <laughs> Um, Peace is waking up every single morning with gratitude, love, joy in your heart, and not allowing some fool, this is, I quoted them related or otherwise, you may come across during the day to take that away. Peace is when I get the biggest piece of the pie. Apple, pumpkin, or cheesecake would make this person happy. (laughs) Peace to me means I don't need anyone or anything to be content and happy. Self-love and gratitude brings me peace. Um, Someone shared a poem with me, and they said that peace to them means to work with God's happiness bubbling in the soul is to carry a portable paradise wherever you go. Peace is nature as unspoiled as possible. Peace is hot coffee or tea, sipping it on a comfy couch. Peace is a dark, clean house with a TV and only me. Um, And this is my favorite. Peace is a bag of Cheetos. Now... (laughs) I like that one because I think I love Cheetos. God bless the person who made Cheetos. Not Cheeto Puffs. Miss Rosa, if you're here, I like the regular Cheetos. (laughs) And I like the ones, I feel like the Cheeto gods have smiled when I get the one. It's like a puffier Cheeto. It's not like, it's not a Cheeto Puff. It's the the regular Cheeto that's puffier. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) Just like in a box of Cheez-Its, the burnt Cheez-It, you know? So now they have a box of burnt Cheez-Its. Have you guys had that, the box of burnt ones? So they need the, the bag of puffy Cheeto, anyway. So, so this is what the world, this is believers, this is the non-believers, believers that I talk to, this is their definition of peace. And so, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, it's important because this is what the world defines as peace. Um, <clears throat> so the world's promise of peace, if you have a state of quiet, rest or calm, then you have peace, or perhaps it's freedom, the absence of war, violence or chaos. So based on this definition, um, if we, it's a, a if then, if you have these things, then you have peace. So it's dependent on something and it's changing and it can be fleeting. Conversely then it's saying, if you don't have these things, if I don't have um, money in my account, if I don't have a dorm, if I don't have money, then I don't have peace. Well, what's exciting today is that the Lord turned this upside down. He turns black to white, white to black, inside out, outside in, because he says, I'm going to give you peace, not like the world gives you peace. I'm going to give you a different kind of peace. And so that's what we're really going to talk about. So let's talk about Jesus, the person of peace. So in Isaiah 9:6, for us to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting peace, prince Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In Isaiah, in this prophecy, Isaiah tells us that peace is actually more than just an abstract state of being. Isaiah foretold the birth of a child who will be called the Prince of Peace. And that prophecy was fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. By sending his son, God sent peace into the world. When we abide in him, with him, we abide with peace. So Jesus, the person, him being born, he is peace. And we'll talk about the names. Like during that time, names meant something. Now, my name is Kiana. And when I look it up, they say it means some Hawaiian flower. Well, I'm not a Hawaiian flower, but back, back, back then there was there was a connection that you you were your name. Abraham, father of many, he was his name. And so Prince of Peace, Jesus, him, his being, he is peace. And so that's what we want to focus on in terms of the person up. So One day, Jesus will restore the absence of war and violence, but today he will restore our hearts to rest, our hearts to rest, and all the traits that spring forth from his identity. These are the fruits of the spirit we're talking about. Peace is a person, and peace is Jesus, okay? So we were talking about, and I was just, I kind of went ahead of myself, when I talked about the names, Uh, a name then was more than just a name. So when we pick our name, it, it, sometimes we are picking it because it means something, but then the names were picked because, because you were going to live and walk in that. So we look at Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. We look at Abraham, like I said, father of many. Solomon, wisdom, shalom, peace. Now that wasn't a name, but well, So at once, so now let's go to Luke 2, 13 through 14. This is one of, where I kind of want to park for a second. This is one of the verses we're going to be really working from. Um, At once the angel was joined, and I like the message version. So when it kind of, it's going to sound a little funny, a little (laughs) Ebonics-like, because it's real, to me, it's just straight up, but I really like it. But at once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir, singing God's praises, glory, glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all men and women on earth, who please him. So this really says peace with God. First of all, the person, the the person of peace, Jesus, peace with God means to be reconciled or justified with God through the death of his son, through faith, through faith. There is a peace, there is peace in knowing that God, the great and only judge has slammed down the gavel, gavel and declared us not guilty. Just that alone should give us peace. The fact that once we are saved and once we believe by through faith, that should bring us peace. Um, because his son paid the price for our sins. When we walk with Christ, this is the next piece, who please him? What does that mean? That means we please him. So we'll have peace as we please him. So it's important that we're walking and we're aligned. And we're going to talk about how to to, to get that peace, to be able to to, uh, have um, the peace and the full abundance in which it was given to us. So, continue, we have peace in the person of Jesus, because he brought the sinner, us, to a state of peace with his maker, so him being reconciled, our atonement, that he has restored peace, we have been at discord, but his, through his death, and resurrection, and us, and his, him, him dying for us, we've been atoned, and so he has covered us, and so that, that's, he's restored the peace with the maker, we must lay down though, and submit to his authority, and walk with Christ, and that means doing his will, you can't just there, there is a kind of a if-then kind of, sort of, but he is peace, so if, so once we, well, we'll go there. I don't want to jump ahead, because I'll get all off, so, um, so then, so once, so then you, you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, so his peace, you will have his peace, it will guard your hearts, it will guard you from restless nights, it'll guard you as you live, though, in Christ Jesus. That's an, that's an important piece. All right, the next piece I really want to talk about is peace um, is a gift. So when we talk about Luke 2, 13 through 14, that was the, the excitement, the glorious time when Jesus was just born. Jesus was born, this is exciting. And so he came, the peace as a person. Well, now I'm going to take us further along. He walked with the disciples. We're going to take us now to where he's talking with his disciples in John 14 through 27. He's, he's preparing for his crucifixion. So he knows now that I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to be leaving you guys. And the disciples were like, wait a minute now. They weren't happy about this. And Jesus knew through his empathy. He knew that, that his disciples were going to be sad, and they did not want him to go. But he knew that he had to please the Father. So he was going to be leaving. And so he said in John 14, now I'm going to take this 14... Even though it's 14 to 27, I want to go a little bit further back. We're going to go 14, 25 through 27. And it says, again, the message, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. He will remind, oh, I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. I'm leaving you well and whole that's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned or bereft. So don't be upset and don't be distraught. John 14, 25 to 27. So some, some versions of this verse as you bring it on, on, the, on, the, on the B part of this verse, um, it says troubled or afraid. This particular version says don't be upset, don't be distraught. You can fill that in with don't be troubled, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be rattled by the things of the world. Peace different than the world gives. So when we think about peace, when we think about wars, usually it's, a, it's a again, it's if-then. Let's think of two opposing countries, and they have to give a little to get a little. So, okay, well, I'll do this. If you do this, then we can have a peace treaty. I'll do this. If you do this, then we can have a peace treaty. But what happens when nobody does anything then? No one's going to do anything. You don't get the peace treaty. So a gift, what is a gift? and this is back to my Merriam-Webster again, gift is, is defined as a thing given willingly to someone without payment or a present. So um, yesterday, my husband received a gift, and it got lost. Like, he thought it got lost. Um, It was, he ended up finding it in the house, but it was wrapped up, and it was, there was no bow. It was, another guy gave it to him. It was all wrapped, but it was no, no bow. So he's looking for his gift. Where's that gift? Do you know what the gift um, that Bruce gave me? I said, I don't know, I haven't seen it. So he found the gift, and so he's all excited, he opens up this little gift, and when he opened it, he's like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know, what is that? Like, so the box didn't say, it was It was like written, was it in like another, looked like it was German, I don't know, anyway, didn't understand what it was. Well, just a little history, Bruce is a, um, he's a entrepreneur, but he travels to China, and he's the one that kind of markets the things like, um, just like, like diaper bags, he'll get it in China, market it, bring it to Nordstrom, bring it to Macy's, and they sell it there, so he gets all this weird shenanigans, and so he gets this little thing. It ended up being um, like a, it was a light. It was a light. It was a, a thing you put on your head like a coal miner would. And you put this thing on your head and then he, you turn it on. So he's like, Kiana, Shelly, come in the bathroom, come in the bathroom. So we go in the bathroom, like, what, what? And he closed the door and he just hits, Poop, and the whole bathroom just lit up. I'm like, that's so cool. But like, when are we going to use that? Like, we're like, well, who, who needs a coal miner light? Like, who does that, right? So I'm like, that's weird. Um, Yeah, it was kind of weird. But (laughs) the whole point was that um, if Jamal didn't open the gift, if Jamal didn't look inside the gift, how can he use the gift? So I got this little gift, and you know, you figure you have a little gift. And so if I give this gift, I'm just going to use you because you're right here. If I give this to Miss Stephanie, and she lets it just sit and sit and sit, and I'm like, so... And and you're telling me stuff. You're like, well, I got this stuff going on. I'm like, well, did she open my gift? Like, I'm thinking like the stuff that you got going on, is what I got you, what I put in your present is going to help you. But you didn't even open the darn gift to know because it's just sitting there, right? So if you open the gift, this is what Jesus asked us to do. He says, open the gift and he gives you the gift of peace. Now, this is the cool part. So the, the, the disciples had the benefit of actually walking physically with the person of peace. They actually got to, to, to walk, have peace right next to them, in the person of peace. But he tells them, because they're scared, Lord, you're going to leave us. What, we don't want you to get crucified. This can't be happening. He says, don't worry. What I have for you is even better than me walking with you. I'm going to leave my friend. I'm going to leave the third part of the Trinity. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. He relied on the Holy Spirit so that he can submit and do God's will. He had to rely on that. He had to rely on the Holy Spirit. So how can we not think that we have to rely on the Holy Spirit? I want to talk about how you, have to, how you access it. It's important to know how to access the gift. So you have this gift. You're not going to have peace if you, don't, if you don't open it. But the next piece is that he says, let me go back to that piece. He says, don't be, um, wait, wait, wait. back to four seven, his peace, Philippians four seven, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So it's, so there's a a thing, his peace, you will have his peace as you walk with Christ Jesus, as you live in him, as you abide in him and he's in you. That's how you'll have that. Okay. But let's talk about, and I'm wrapping it up, Joe. I know you got my time going. (laughs) Okay. Receiving the gift. So I've given you the gift. So how do we cultivate this gift? How do we access, how do we truly have peace in our minds? How do we rest at night and not toss and turn? So walking in the spirit and asking the Lord to teach us his word, to teach us, to really reveal the Holy Spirit reveals his word to us. We must cultivate that particular fruit. We're talking about peace before the storms come. So that's the preparation piece. It's important for us to be in his word. How are we walking along and, 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 and walking in his will if we don't know his will? So it's important in order for us to, when we, when we enter the vicissitudes of life, when we have the turmoil that life throws at us, because the Lord says we, he's already, we could find great joy in knowing that he's already overcome. He's overcome the world. If he overcame the world and we're in him and he's in us, we are going to overcome. So that should give us peace anyway. We're already overcomers. But we're still living in the world and things might get us rattled. Um, hide the word in your heart. That means studying that's a a way that we're going to be able to get peace. When you're able to recall his promises, when you're in the midst of something and you're able to say, Lord, you told me you're not going to leave me as an orphan. You're not going to leave or forsake me. So I'm just going to rest in knowing that you got this. That's my peace right there, knowing that I'm victorious. But you're not going to know you're going to be victorious if you don't read his word. Very important. The next piece, to have Christ's peace, we must walk in his will. So you have to be doing the things that he wants us to be doing. You know, reading his word daily, but also We can't just be hearers; we have to be doers. So that's another piece: we hear it, but we need to do it as well. So walking in His will, and if you are in His will, you can stand firm and calmed in the midst of the storms. The third piece: take your anxieties to the Lord in thankful prayer. When we have, we were talking about the emotional piece, and when you're tossing and turning, and that's that's a big one: mental illness. And I don't want to say it's it's a mental illness, but just the stressors. I keep saying the vicissitudes, but the things that keep you up at night. We need to take this, when we talk about thankful prayer, we should thank the Lord that we have the opportunity to trust him in our time of trouble. So when it comes and hits, it's like, instead of us getting all anxious and and paralyzed with fear, we should say, Lord, thank you right now. Thank you for this vicissitude right now. Thank you for this trying time, because this is when I'm going to trust you, because I know I'm going to be victorious. So when you're able to claim and stand on his promises, that's going to give you peace. The fourth thing, trust in Jesus as the Lord of all. He has authority over Satan, who is temporarily the ruler of this world. And that comes out of John 14, 30. But trust in in Jesus as the Lord of all. He has the authority over Satan, who is temporarily the ruler of this world. So knowing that he already overcame it. and That should just give us peace. I keep going back to that, but that should just be giving us peace. And fifth, trust in his promise that he will come again. He's going to come again. That's the advent. We should be longing, expectantly waiting for his return. He's going to come again. Trusting in that, knowing that he's going to come again, should give us peace. Um, and the bottom line, and that's in um, uh, in Revelation 16 and 19, 19, nineteen fifteen. But either you trust him or you don't, and that's going to give you peace. Either you're going to make the claim and you're going to stand on his and uh, stand firm, I trust you, Lord, or I don't trust you. And if you do trust him, then walk in that. And if you don't, it's going to show as well too. So there's a uh, this is for you, Charlie Brown and Linus. So. There's a, a, a Peanuts, I don't know if you, there's a comic strip, it's the, from the Peanuts Treasury, but there's a comic strip, and it's also, um, what is it, Peppermint Patty? Peppermint Patty would always call, she's the only one that really called Charlie Brown Blockhead. No one else calls him Blockhead. <laughs> we digress, because that ain't really even the point, but um, there's a little, so, so the, in, the, in the Peanuts Treasury, there's a, um, you can get this online at Amazon, but it's a little book, and it's, it's a book of his, um, of uh, comic strips, basically, and this particular comic strip said this, Violet, says to Charlie Brown, you got Charlie Brown and Linus just kind of milling about, and Violet says, what are you two here standing here, um, what are you two standing here looking so worried about? That's what Violet says, And Charlie Brown says, we're afraid of the future. And Violet says, are you worried about anything in particular? And Charlie Brown says, oh no, we're worried about everything, just everything, everything. And then Linus says, yes, our worrying is very broad-minded, just everything. <laughs> so. The point is that, is that is where we can find ourselves um, in a domino effect of worry, you know, when you and, and, it, and it can happen that way. You, you get this great job and then suddenly you and then you decide you need a car so you get the car and then the job runs out and you get laid off because economic trials. But now you have this car and you can't pay for it and then it just spirals on, it spirals on so you can get into this domino effect and this cycle of just worry. But the real point really is asking yourself these questions, is ha, do, do I trust him or I don't, either I trust him or I do not, um, and uh, totally, totally threw me off, um, either you trust him or you don't, he, he gave us the gift um, in Luke 2, 13 through 14, of his person, he was born, he was here, that, that, he's the prince of peace, his name, he is peace, the prince of peace, then he decided when, when he left, he didn't want to leave us. Um, orphan, he wasn't going to leave us alone, so he left us with a gift, and he left us with a gift of peace as well, but it's even better, because he's not walking alongside, it's living inside of us, so he is in us, and we are in him, and just like, it's so, it's so, it's not crazy, but it's so cool that we're talking about this, because Brother Budget was talking about the Holy Spirit, and this all marries up, the Holy Spirit talking to himself, God in us, I and mean, when you really think of the magnitude, and it's hard to grasp, but when you think of the magnitude of God is actually living in us, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in us. So, and he's already overcome the world. So we should find great joy, first of all, in that, that we have found atonement. And then we should find great joy in, in that same peace and in the, in the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So ask yourself these questions. I'm going to be sitting down. When you seek peace, when you seek peace, do you seek peace? Do you seek freedom from difficulty or chaos? Or do you seek jesus because that's the point the, the bible promises it says when we draw close to him he draws near to us and that's important if we we have to draw to him he said that it's a if then if you draw close to me i'm gonna draw close to you and he's not a liar god's not a liar so and the last thing ask yourself how can you discover peace in god's presence this christmas thank you